that's Groot in a bark shell. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power up suits and welcome to House Party Protocol. My name is Will. And with me today is the one and only Trey Jenkins. What's happening, my guy? Hey, nothing much. How are you, Will? Man, glad to have you back. It's been quite some time, and I'm excited to finally do this episode because I've been wanting to do this one for a while. And Trey, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the best faction in the entire game from the moment they were released to even now post-rework, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I love it, yes. So we're going to be discussing all these changes to these characters, all the fun new ways you can get the most out of them and all that stuff. And also, this is your second House Party Protocol this week. Don't get used to it, Suits, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's been It's been good. We had the big info dump yesterday, and I wanted to get that out to everybody. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Or I guess it was Monday. Yeah whatever yeah big big dump of information yesterday i uh i had enough time to quickly look at it and say yeah no this makes sense and then go continue on about my day so i've not i've not completely dug into it quite yet so it's pretty interesting and you know i'm excited to see how these changes kind of affect things going forward but you know it's just going to take time to kind of see where it all lands and how people you know feel about stuff so it's it's gonna be interesting you know what i mean yeah that's the thing is you know like i said my my reaction was yeah this makes sense and you know bitter rivals going away and uh a few of the other tactics cards changes i was just like yeah i'm i'm okay with this like i the the one that i used quite a bit was the extra activation for dazing a character and uh I, I understand that and Bitter Rivals. Bitter Rivals finally made its way into all of my lists near the end. And oh, I was yeah. just like, this, yeah, I, I understand. Exactly. That That's it. You know, it's the, the all you've got being banned and then the, the Bitter Rivals being restricted just makes makes sense. And, you know, it's one of those things where we were talking about it on the show a little bit. And I'll see it once you kind of dive into it a little bit more. And the suits out there, I encourage you guys to check it out and kind of do some theory crafting around it. But what I think ultimately all of these changes are is to kind of bring more parity into the game and not necessarily make things where it's like okay if you don't have this one strategy or this other one strategy to counter that strategy well then you're going to be in for for a tough time so yeah and i think they've done a great job with that but without further ado let's go ahead and talk about the galaxy's most wanted here. <laughs> and that's a different game, Will. That's a different oh, game. <laughs> oh, that's right. Crap. No, I'm kidding. No, come on. I mean, you know, they're they're definitely still the galaxy's most wanted. Yes. So let's talk about Star Lord first. And he got quite a few changes here. And I'm really excited to talk about these. And the first thing that changed on his card is the actual 
affiliation leadership and how it works. So his main stat line still the same. Element gun, full auto, still the same. Still good, by the way. Yep. And winging it is now a completely different thing. So during the power phase, choose up to three allied characters. Give each chosen character a winging it token. While a character with a winging it token is attacking, defending, or dodging, it may spend a winging it token during the modified dice step to reroll up to two of its dice. At the end of the round, remove all winging it tokens from characters. So let's talk about the implications of this leadership before we talk about the other change to his card here, because I think it's also a big one. And Trey, what about this kind of makes more sense than the original way to do winging it tokens? So one of the big issues with the the way winging it worked last time uh, was not only the cost of a tactics card, uh, but it super telegraphs your intentions. Um, you throw three winging it tokens on Gamora or three winging it tokens on Rocket, like you you know. If you don't have priority, which if you're playing Guardians, you most of the time don't have priority, uh, they're going to laser focus on whoever you gave all of those winging it tokens to, either in an attempt to daze or KO them, or to have them burn those winging it tokens on defense as, as opposed to offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that costs you the low, low price of one of your precious five tactics cards. So uh, the first time that I rolled up and played with new Guardians... I believe the words that came out of my mouth were, wait, I actually have to think about tactics cards and what I want to bring and how they're actually going to be used <laughs> as opposed to just as just ammo for winging a token. So uh, it took me about an extra 15 minutes to get ready because I was actually thinking about what tactic cards to, to use during my match. That's um, awesome. And, and with the way it is now, uh, you're, you're just giving, I mean, it's just free rerolls uh, for, for three people in the squad and you know it's it doesn't telegraph your intentions um most of the time if your opponent has has played the game a little bit they they pretty much know who you're going to put the winging it tokens on due to the board state um and like my my three targets have been basically gamora star lord uh rocket and nebula depending on who's going to be doing work that turn between star lord and nebula but i basically always throw one on gamora and always throw one on rocket uh-huh. uh, because gamora uh, and we'll see further on down the line she's she's got some good defense now um but you know if she's has zero hit points she still has zero hit points so doesn't matter how good your defenses are if you're at zero uh so having the winging it for for defense if you don't get to to uh, activate her first or if you had good offensive roles when you did get to activate her um you still have a winging it token in your back pocket rocket with a you know five dive strike uh two re-rolls on that it's always good and just the flexibility of having defensive or offensive dice fixing on any of these four characters uh you know you could put it on Groot, but it's it's Groot's fine. He he is Groot, so he'll be he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of different ways to apply those, and I really like that it provides such flexibility. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, you don't have to, uh, one of the things is that I always forget it's in the power phase. And so I'm like halfway through the first activation. I'm like, Oh wait, yeah, I have a, I have a leadership again. <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to be doing earlier. Um, and so just having the, you know, it, it's always been a flexible reroll. Uh, so Ooh, like yeah. the, the actual core thing is, is a little bit, is basically the same thing. Um, this does hurt like your, your big rocket raccoon deadly duo, all you've got, doomed prophecy turn uh if you're a madman and wanted to burn all five tactics cards in one turn to get three re-rolls with two plus dice and you know seven shots out of rocket at the turn but well luckily there's uh, no more all you've got doomed prophecy yeah, there's no all you've got <laughs> dude prophecy's gone too so uh yeah no i have to i have to re rejigger my uh my turn two jank <laughs> at this point so i i'm still reeling from that choice but that's great. I like the way that uh, you just, yes, rejigger it. That's good. <laughs> so with these new winging it tokens, I also like that it's three different characters that now have access to a winging it token, you know? So it's really nice. And the thing that I'm interested about is like, so each character can get a winging it token, you know, one of three characters, and then while they have a winging it token, it can spend that token. So they only get the re-roll one time. Yeah. And that, I think, is is one of the things where it's a nice little bit of balance because you're able to spread it out a little more and have less of a telegraph situation. But you talked about it from the perspective of being on offense, and I want to think about it as if you're the defending player in this situation, so, or, or the opponent, that's probably a better way to put it. If you're the <laughs> opponent of a Guardian's team... And you see these three winging it tokens dispersed out there amongst the squad. I would think that you would want to still have a similar strategy, try to make them burn it on defense versus offense, because the offensive firepower of a character like Rocket or a character like Gamora is going to be much stronger than what it was previously with those rerolls and without having the telegraph nature of it. But, you know, with a Guardian squad, it's so wide, there's so many models on the board, it's going to be hard to kind of make each of those characters do something with those tokens before they want to do it. Like, you might just have to pick your poison, and it's like, okay, if, if you're staring down the barrel of a rocket who's got a winging it token, or a nebula who's got a winging it token, or a Gamora who's about to, to leap into your face and rip your head off, I mean, th those are all tough choices. Yeah, and something that makes that even even more of a difficult choice uh, is rockets range five. Uh, what what do you have that's range five? And uh, it, in addition to that, Gamora now is uh, as we've not discussed yet, but she has stealth. So spoiler alert, you know, yeah, <laughs> if you're outside of three, you're not going to be able to remove that off of Gamora. And Star Lord is range four. So if you're playing KG, like there's not a good chance that they're going to have an optimal turn to remove that. Um, now, obviously turn, you know, three and onward, Gamora is probably in the thick of it at that point. Um, and she, you, you know, you can get that removed pretty quickly, but she's got other tricks in her bag to, to kind of help with that. And um, if somebody's within range three of rocket, you've messed up rocket somewhere. Um, <laughs> and star Lord is, is, kind of that mid-rangey hero so it's you know he's a he's a good target for it but then 
you know, I've been recently I've been playing Nebula as a just sneaker up the sideboard and then chase down whatever fool of a toque is back there trying to hold an objective. And, you know, I throw a winging it token on her. I've, I've done it as bait before without the intention of swinging with Nebula. But you put a winging it token on her because it doesn't cost you anything except not having a winging it token on somebody else. And then that makes your opponent think, okay, well, he's planning something with, with this model at this point. Um, and the uh, one time I just did it and double moved with, with Nebula and just stood her next to the point just to scare people because I didn't have any other options. But it uh, it definitely, the, the opponent had to move their bullseye to, because uh, yeah, with, with the new bullseye, the new two-point bullseye, uh-huh. uh, moved their bullseye away because uh, Nebula with, six re-rolls on a four dice strike uh it's 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 bye bye poindexter like there's (laughs) it's pretty scary Um, yeah yeah now that sounds uh pretty terrifying if i say so myself (laughs) and yeah i i really like again the kind of mind games that you can play with this and i think it's so much more like flexible is the word that keeps coming up and it's it's just nice that they really seem to have rethought what the whole point is with these characters and how this isn't anything that's that's game breaking or anything like that even though cable would kill to be able to have some rerolls like this but that's just you know neither here nor there but he has he has some some rerolls his you know what works baby that's all he needs <laughs> I'm not going down that road. I'm not doing it right now. I'm not gonna not gonna pull the soapbox out today. But I I just I really like that kind of thing where it's like let me give decision points for my opponent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like how can I make my opponent make a mistake? Even and even if my play is not super clean, well, the opponent is now the one that that has to make the optimal play there. And and I just, I really like that. I think it's really neat. So, yeah, it's definitely and I I did enjoy the thematic uh decision of you have to burn the plan to get these winging it tokens from the old leadership, but it just in in play, it, you either just didn't have tactics cards or you didn't have a leadership. So, it right. was a uh, it was a balancing act there that I, that just didn't quite work out, and I I do like the change here to it's free and it's it's a little bit more limited in making a big powerful play, um, but just having you know you know you look at like Wakanda that just has rerolls on rerolls for everybody, right? Uh, this having you know two dice reroll for you know half your squad is is pretty good uh and it's doesn't doesn't cost you anything once again so yeah and that's that's the ultimate thing and you know you specifically i know there's plenty of people out there that still played guardians but in terms of people i know specifically you've played them all the way through man so mad respect <laughs> yep i uh like, like i started out saying the the best faction since it, since they've released so exactly and uh we've, we've seen some changes and lately i've only played core guardians uh so no angela um very little ronin actually i think i don't think i've played ronin actually since the changes because there's not really been a 
bit, you know, just just a lot of testing out with the changes here. But, right. Um, yeah, sticking with just the core here and no uh, no throwing in Lockjaw or anything weird with it. Just playing these the core, the, the MCU Guardians as well, as love we'll it. refer to them here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I love the Guardians and it's uh, I. I, that that in humans, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a oh, real stickler for being on the on the bottom, you know, on the on the back foot here. Hey man, so you just like making it difficult, you know. You just yeah, like upping the yeah. difficulty a little. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I I I played around with Black Order for a little bit, and then I was just like, this just. I feel bad. Like I've asked people if they wanted to scoop multiple times on like round two, and then after round two, I just get destroyed after that. But they uh they they appear to have all hope lost on round two if you're playing <laughs> black order right so yeah shout out to anybody that has the stomach to continue playing them um yeah there that's another one that's going to be interesting to see how they are going forward with these updates but we're not here to talk about the bo and let's continue on with star lord here because I, I'm really glad we had such a big discussion on winging it because I think it's just a really huge change but I also after we talk about all these changes to these Guardians characters, I want to talk about kind of some strategies that people could possibly employ with this updated Guardians roster. So we'll get into that at the end here. But first up, let's finish with Star-Lord. And he has a new superpower, Trey. What is that? He does. He has hit and run. And it's a two-cost active superpower. As an action, this character immediately makes an attack action followed by a move action. This superpower can be used only once per turn, which uh, thematically is great for a character that has rocket boots. Uh, and I heard someone else say that, and I was like, yeah, no, you're right. There's, there's not a better way of saying that at this point. Exactly. Because uh, if you see him like in the movies, and you know, I've been playing a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, uh, and guess what? You fly around on rocket boots and shoot stuff quite a bit. So it, it makes makes a lot of sense here. I love it. Yeah. I, I think this is a really great superpower. We've seen it on a few characters at this point. Sin is probably the one that I have the most reps with using it, but it's also on Bullseye and on Green Goblin. And so it's a really effective one. It's also on Cyclops, interestingly enough. And it's one that it's kind of an inverse charge, but on a character that has a range four energy element gun, I think it makes a lot of sense. And to mm -hmm. your point, I mean, he's a dude flying around in rocket boots. This is just perfect. It's just perfect. So I'm really glad he got this superpower. And I think that this really opens up his play a lot more and really makes his action economy feel really good. Yeah, it, it really does, because a lot of times you you could set him up as a range four turret and just kind of just blast people with, you know, double full autos or double element guns or element gun full auto. But, but then you're not moving, you're not contesting objectives, you're not applying pressure outside of just raw damage. And with this, you know, I, you can you can threaten two different uh you know, secure objectives with this fairly easily. Um, I I had mathed it out at one point uh, before I realized that it was once per turn that uh -huh. you could hit and run twice on turn two if you have the power gem and cross the entire board if you're playing like a C or E shape objective. Um, and now with, you know, realizing that it's once per turn, <laughs> you can 
you can still pretty much do that. You can contest two objectives, so you're not not contesting all three, but it's still still very very good. You know, movement uh, in uh, like I I've played I, I play a lot of games and video games and tabletop games, and mastering movement is usually the first thing that I try and do. Um, and, and characters with high mobility tend to just be better characters in a lot of situations especially objective based games um so having having some extra movement and you know it does feel bad every once in a while when uh if somebody's just outside of range four and you don't get the sweet like you know it, it it, it kind of feels like like web swinging with a as Spider-Man or something because it's just like okay if I can if I can hit this target then I can move this way um and just keeping up that momentum and keep keep the character moving around and applying pressure in just different places is is a great change absolutely no I completely agree there and and that's definitely one of the things that the guardians especially now are very very good at is this mobility yeah. so that's all the changes on Star Lord's card, I believe, right? The uh, plucky attitude was always innate. Yeah, plucky attitude was always awesome. Cool. Is what you meant to say, but yeah, there you uh, go. That's it. <laughs> so, so that's all of the changes on Star Lord's card, and now let's take a look at the deadliest woman in the galaxy herself, Gamora, because this is another one that's kind of a small but big change, and there's well, there's two changes on her card. First up, she gets two additional stamina, one on each side of her card. So she gets six stamina on her healthy side, six stamina on her injured side. So that's really nice. I like that a lot because that was one of the things about her before was just the ultimate glass cannon. Mm-hmm. In that she's going to hit hard, but she's not going to get there. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a big problem. And, you know, like... Uh, the the first game that I played with her, stealth never came up. Um, I just wasn't used to it, so I wasn't playing her cagey around, you know, that range three. But uh, having an extra stamina and then always having a winging it token, I wasn't scared to throw her in the mix of things, which really, like, instead of me trying to sneak her around the sides and just pick out weak targets i just just yeeted her right up the board uh <laughs> assassin leaped into taskmaster like just hit, spiked him off the board with a god slayer and then i was like all right cool gamora's reign of terror begins now and then just kept going <laughs> down that train um so having like like one point of stamina is is not like a massive change, but it just changed my mindset on, okay, she's probably going to live through one to two attacks without any, re- you know, with it, without adding extra defense tech. So no, no winging it, no rerolls, no martial prowess adding on. She'll mathematically should probably survive two attacks. Um, and then if I've got the power to martial prowess, why not? And if I've got winging it tokens on top of martial prowess, why not? Let's try and spike them back with two damage. Um, and it's that finished somebody off in one of my games. So it's, it's nice. You know, if she's got the power and she's got, you know, it, and she just doesn't get, you know, die spiked. Like that's, you know, every character, every character is susceptible to being spiked out of oblivion, but sure. Um, it's just that 
that freedom that one extra stamina gives you on the healthy side and you know one more on the injured side so it's uh and being able to have her like fall back to Groot and get you know we are Grooted at one point even though it's not that far of a fall back because that's a that's a big tactics card but and just adding that little bit more onto her is is massive right and that's what I find to be really interesting about characters the difference between five and six stamina it's only one but it's a mm. big one and it's one that it. I don't know all of the math on it specifically, but it really is mathematically really hard to spike off a six stamina character with just basic defenses against, yeah. and especially at a point in the game where people aren't using spenders or aren't using, you know, extra dice on attacks and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. just a normal four or five dice attack is going to have a much harder time dealing with it. And to your point, spikes are always going to be a thing in this game. But now that Gamora can withstand those spikes a little bit and then get in there for a God Slayer attack, which is one of the few four threat characters that has a six dice attack mm-hmm. as a builder. Like, that's huge. So it makes her just, you know, on that level of just super assassin. And I love it. I love that they leaned into it. And also that they leaned into the fact that she now has stealth. So stealth, for those of you who might not know, it is an innate superpower and its characters must be within range three of this character to target it with attacks. Now, the fun thing about that is that also applies to things like Captain America's ricochet on a shield, MODOK's doomsday chair, all these different things that kind of ignore range and line of sight. Like I think it's, yeah, it still has to be within that stealth of the character originally so like the shield throw is a very good example of this where Captain America it says ignores range and line of sight or regardless of range and line of sight and ignores cover something like that on the shield throw but Captain America still has to be within range three of Gamora in order to get that ricochet onto her which I find to be really nice yeah it's not a it doesn't it's not like a line of sight affecting thing. It's a, it's, it changes like that model is just hidden. Like there's, you cannot see them to interact with them. So any of those effects do, you know, that you can't just see past stealth for no reasons that you have to be within three to see it. Exactly. Exactly. So I really love that. And I think that this kind of shores up kind of the total package that she has now of, okay, you can kind of run her up, grab an objective, and then maybe play back just a little bit on that first turn, so now you you have some range on some targets. And then jumping in on that second round, all of a sudden, Bob's your uncle, and people are Mm -hmm. dead. Which is nice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I said, it hasn't come up in, in the few games that I've had with them just because I'm not used to it. And um, w- when she's in the thick of it, she's within range three, which she has a range three attack, uh, but nothing higher than that. So it's not like you're going to be pew pewing out of the darkness. Um, and then like assassin leap being short is less than range three. The, the times where I have, 
I have considered it uh, as a as a thing was like trying to assassinate one person with an attack and I'm like lowest stamina like one to two left and then if I get this assassinate on somebody I can then assassin leap move out of yeah. the way and then be it you know outside of range three of anybody else um, but that's you know like I didn't get the assassinate and died so it's a sad right. story but it is what it is it is what it is you, you take the wins and losses where you can right yeah yeah well the the interesting thing about this is you mentioned how you know stealth a little later in the game she's in the thick of it so it doesn't matter as much but what ends up mattering more in that case is now martial prowess is online and martial yeah. prowess is one of those superpowers we've only seen it a couple of times and Gamora's one where it's more relevant now I think because mm -hmm. she's designed to be in the thick of it and yeah roll five dice and if she suffers no damage, then the attacker can take two damage, and that's that's a lot for two yep. power. And it's uh, it's 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 killed a carnage for me. Oh, that's uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it killed a a a big carnage doomed prophecy turn carnage um, because of winging it and uh, and martial prowess. So uh, yeah, two damage is it, it, you know I'm I'm actually. I don't like counterattacks in this game. They just don't ever feel worth it. Um, but like martial prowess adds defense as opposed to just being a flat out counter. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's worth it. And, you know, hitting that, hitting that two damage, like I never expect it. Ne never in, in the hundreds of games or not hundreds of games, but you know, many games that I've played with Gamora, I never expect it. But then when it pops off, it's uh it's nice. So exactly. And that's the, the thing is it's not something to be relied upon per se, but especially now with the way winging it tokens work, I think Gamora is one of those characters where you, you maybe kind of hold that winging it token until you really need that defense because she's got enough offensive firepower that I don't really think that you need to worry about it on offense as much. Now, if you're going for the, like you said, the big assassin turn, if you will, well then sure blow your wad, if you will. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's the thing is like, it's a, you know, with the way the, the timing on rerolls, it's not like you have to declare those rerolls before you attack. Exactly. Um, so you can, you know, it, it feels kind of bad if you whiff the first attack and say, oh, I'll just burn it on the second one. And then you whiff the second attack again. And if you had used it on the first, maybe you had more power to do a, you know, to do a, the, the, the big attack, uh, a, a cosmic assassin attack instead of God's right. Lair. But, um, you know, th things happen and rerolls can only do so much uh you, you're not spider foes you can't reroll skulls so right yeah the uh the you mean the web warriors being able to reroll skulls if they've got yeah the i said spider foes didn't see I? Yeah. you're just all mixed That'd up make spider foes actually good wouldn't it yeah it would have been it would been insane but we're not talking about that right now so it's just all in all total package here i, I love what they've done with gamora and they've kind of just refocused her and made her not feel like a liability at four threat because that was kind of the big knock against her is like, well, you're spending all of this threat on a character that's going to get one turn. Yeah. 
you know, because once she was in the thick of it and she got her her big turn, she never would get to activate again most of the time because, you know, that's, that's how this game kind of works in a way is like you prioritize targets and Gamora still is a priority target, mm-hmm. but you definitely have to think about it a lot more now because I don't know about you, I don't play a ton of Guardians, I've played them a little bit, but I think Gamora now, you have to really think about attacking her, especially with weak attacks and by weak attacks i mean just your standard builder attacks because Marshall prowess really is going to come into play now and she should have the power to do it mm-hmm. so yeah if, if you've got two stamina and you've got a four dice you know builder don't don't hit gamora if she's got two power uh because because chances of blocking the the incoming damage of a four dice strike with five dice and potential for winging it rerolls uh don't don't risk it because then you just lose a model on your turn and, and nobody really likes doing that oh so. definitely having had that happen no it's not fun <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this what what is the now counterplay to gamora i mean i i think it's still just you got to attack her at that range three and try to try to limit her getting to you but I mean, what do you think? Yeah, uh, hitting her at at ra- anything that's uh, range two point one and further, <laughs> or, or between two point one and two point nine is is the thing here. Because three, you know, a three dice defense, three dice across all of her defenses. There, um, you know, she's not. It's you know, I can't say oh, just bring Doctor Strange and hit her with energy, or hit, bring Convocation, hit her with Mystic. Like she's fine ag- against everything. Exactly. Um, also, if you can control her, uh, so Doctor Strange is actually not a bad a bad suggestion because if if you're hitting her from that 2.9 range away and you push her short or whatever Doctor Strange's push is, you know she's she's a long mover, um, so she can get back and be within threat range in one move. It's not like you're pushing crossbones at that point, um, right? But if you're limiting her action economy or if you're making her spend that two on assassin leap instead of martial prowess, um, that's a that is an offensive win for the aggressor in that scenario, because if she doesn't have the two power for martial prowess, uh, she's she's less she's less threatening on your turn than she is on her turn at that point. Um, And uh, yeah, like. The, the assassin leap reposition is great. Uh, using assassin leap for damage is also great. Because uh, my, my, my first game post, uh, post rework, I learned that when you throw yourself into somebody, they take the full throw damage. Because for some reason in my brain, they took the collision damage of just one as opposed oh. to having a size two thrown at them. Yeah. Uh, so I only ever used it as a reposition, and then uh, our buddy Sandbox told me, "It's like no, they take full full throw damage." Yeah, it's thrown. Like, All right, cool, great, awesome. <laughs> this changes a lot of things. Game on. Yep, <laughs> love it. All right, so next up, we have to talk about the Living Tree himself, and it's the one and only Groot. So there's a couple of changes on Groot here, and Trey, I'm gonna let you tell the suits what exactly those changes are because I, I this is one that it's like i don't really remember the basic root and i don't have the card right in front of me so there you go i am groot i am groot i am groot 
I am Groot. I am Groot. I'm Groot. I am Groot. Well, I hope you yeah, speak uh, Groot. It, <laughs> in reality, uh, his strike went up to range three. Yep. His uh, living plant ability uh, went from uh, an infinite amount of uses to once per turn. And his I am Groot spender went down one power from six to five on right. the use. Um, so, so, yeah, some some minor changes to just kind of his ranges uh, and his his power economy, because the amount of times uh, that I've just double living planted myself and healed six of my seven stamina back, uh, it's it's a lot. <laughs> uh, it was i yeah. i understand this change not a fan of it but i i get why it was done um because now people are actually going to get to use i am groot um i remember there's uh it's, it's happened two or three times where somebody's been playing guardians at the shop and then they say oh this has never happened I'm finally going to get to use I am Groot because you're just burning all your power for living plant. Right. Because it's just so good. I mean, you, if you've taken three damage, you have three power. You spend two of that power, you get three health back. You still have one power. Have a good day. You won. So like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very, very cost effect and it's not like it's an action. Right. Uh, it wasn't an action then it's not an action now but it's still you know now it's once per turn so you're just it, just it, infinitely healing flora colossus on your team was was kind of intense um his strike moving up to range three uh is just generic good anybody getting more range is always better um but it actually plays a lot more with the changes on rockets card we'll get there and yeah, we'll get there. And I am Groot going down to five cost. Hey, five cost to stagger somebody and throw them uh, not on a trigger as, as a reminder for the, you know, for the 98% of you that haven't played Groot recently. You just <laughs> throw the medium. And it's not towards si or away. size character. And it's not towards or away. Yeah. <laughs> you just throw whoever medium and they're staggered afterwards. So um, it is only range two. It's range two, eight dice, five power. It's a it's a it's a big boy. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's Groot in a bark shell. So. In a bark shell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I I love I love this change to Groot, and the biggest thing that for me that's probably the most important here is the strike being range three, because now. Like you said, there's there's some some synergy here with Rocket that we're going to get into, but the fact that his strike is now range three just means he, he's going to be able to use it more. And mm -hmm. he was already on a big base and a short mover, and then having to be range two to do his regular strike was just punishing because he would just never be able to get there most of the time. And to your point, he was that character that would just sit on a point if you took him even, sit on a point and just power, re regen his health and score you a point every time, but he wasn't doing much else. And mm -hmm. now it feels like that there's at least a reason beyond that to have him in your squad and, and beyond just the Deadly Duo turn, which Deadly Duo is still great and the current winging it tokens, I think kind of take it down just ever so slightly of a notch but definitely yeah. not to the point where it's 
bad. It's still really good. But having Groot have that range three strike just makes his utility that much better. And it allows him on certain crisis setups to be kind of on the, I guess I'm going to start calling it the threat side, the threatening side of an objective. So like that would be on the opposite side of what would be your home side. So anytime you hear me refer to that, that's what I'm saying. From now on, henceforth, it has been written in stone that the the advanced side, the threat side, the side closest to the opponent of an objective, that's the threat side. So The, the aggressive side. It's, much better term. Yeah. <laughs> so the aggressive side of the objective. There you go. It's, it's I re- rewrite that stone thing. Just scratch that one out and let's chisel the, the aggressive in there real Just quick. Just mark it out with a new chisel and chisel down a little bit lower. Yeah. Yeah. Some, somebody's going to be like, Grandfather, what is this uh, indention here? Don't worry about that, son. So anyways, the aggressive side of an objective allows him to be on that aggressive side and interact with things. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and by interact, I mean with enemies. And I like that because like on an E-map specifically, right, he can be on your home gamma shelter, which unless you're going against somebody that has a ton of energy attacks, you probably actually want him in that middle one, but that's a, not a discussion for right now. But he can be on that aggressive side of your home gamma shelter and and be affecting things on that middle shelter which i really like because he's on that big base that range three it just makes him that much more interesting and then when you talk about what the strategy is going to be with guardians in terms of going a little bit wider having a lot more models on the board having a character like a Groot that you can kind of just have in this one spot and hang out on a gamma i mean i think that's really nice and i will say the one thing i wish they'd have given him and I understand why they didn't because it probably would have been too much but would have been like some kind of uh, control element like a, a pull or something mm. kind of like a web line except like a root line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's okay because I like what they did here. I like what they did. And then to your point, getting the I am Groot, it's still an expensive attack but you should have more power now to do it. And only using living plant on a once per turn basis that just makes sense because he is going to be more effective on the battlefield now so limiting his ability to just heal infinitely i think is a good thing yeah yeah that's the that's the thing is it um like living plant was too good not to use um so like what the only time that I think I ever got an I am Groot off was like I had full healed and then got hit down to six again and I was surrounded by three people and there was there was no way out except to throw somebody really far away and try and book it um, with my sh- stubby little legs and my big base. But um, yeah, it's it's you, you should have more power just in general, like you're still going to be generating uh, I, mathematically about the same. You're not going to be generating more. You're not going to be generating less, but um, you should still have about the same amount of power and, you know, a seven stamina health pool. Uh, you know, you if you get taken down three health, you use a living plant, you've netted one, you get two yeah. from the turn two power phase, and then you're at three, you get, you know, if, if your opponent is attacking Groot, uh, before he could activate they're not doing it 
Right, probably, because exactly. then you're set up for an I am Groot. Um, and uh, Groot in Criminal Syndicate uh, is a, is, was, was a really fun thing. It's now less uh, less insane, but having the uh, always having full health was really great in Criminal Syndicate the one time that I joked around and played it. I can um, see how that'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I can see how that'd be fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's very fun if you're if you're the criminal Groot. So the criminal Groot, yes, criminal uh, th- th- Groot. That's his cousin. <laughs> it's Groot with a mustache, exactly, uh, or a goatee. Sorry. Yes. Um, so speaking of Groot with a goatee, let's now talk about his little buddy, <laughs> <laughs> Rocket Raccoon, who got some interesting changes as well, and. He's still the same on his basic stat line, twos across the board, medium move, size one. However, the the changes come in, it's really in nimble and small stature, right? Mm-hmm. So, nimble now says, this character does not suffer damage from collisions, period. Full stop. So... What does that mean? Well, someone out there is asking. That means no matter what you throw at Rocket, he takes no damage. That also means if you throw Rocket, he takes no damage. So, the number one A1 prime choice, pure, delicious way to deal with Rocket was to throw crap at him? No longer. So... what one thing you didn't cover? This also counts if you throw, uh, try and throw something or want to throw something behind Rocket, uh, and he blocks that line of throw. And so this is something that I discovered with uh, with Vision uh, when I played him in the uh, I, we played the Separation Anxiety, and I said I'm switching Vision over to Intangible side. He does not suffer damage from collisions. And then Big Bag Magneto throws a size four thing at him. And I was like, are you sure about that? And he's like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Okay, I'm intangible. This was a this was a mistake. Why did you do this? Uh, but it's like it doesn't say that they ignore the collision. That just says they take no damage from it. So their Correct. base still would intercept anything. Correct, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a little niche. I mean, it's not like... It, the, the chances of you blocking the line with Rocket's base of, of somebody throwing something at Groot is a little low, but just like the people that have used the Magneto backstop, it's a tool in the toolbox. Exactly, um, and, and that's the thing. Like, tool in the toolbox and using him as a backstop to make it so that someone can't throw Groot out of position is yeah. valuable. So. Yeah, because Groot would still take the one, but... As previously stated, he's fine with taking one damage. So exactly, um, exactly. So I really like this. And then uh, small stature, he's always benefits from cover. Period. Now, yep. this anything that says a character does not benefit from cover would negate this, but that's that's a little bit of a niche thing there because there's not a ton in the game yeah. that does that. But like shield throw, I mentioned that earlier. That one is one where it says the character does not benefit from cover, so therefore Rocket would not get cover in that instance. Because, man, that thing does not obey the laws of physics. No, it sure does not. 
But other than that, I don't think there's any changes to his card, right? Uh, there is a there. There's one more in personal bodyguard. When oh, this okay. character is the target of an attack, and an ally Groot is within range two. Oh, that's right, because it was range, was range one. One. Yep. Yeah. Of this character, this character may use his superpower. The ally Groot becomes the target of the attack, regardless of range and line of sight. This is a zero cost reactive superpower. Um, yes. So talking about Groot's changes to his strike. Uh, Groot is no longer restricted to being one away from Rocket and range two away from enemies. He's now range two away from Rocket and reaching out and touching people from range three. So the, you know, just the raw stats of it are pretty good. But now, you know, when I'm squad building, I you know, I say, okay, Star-Lord's three and Rocket Groot's five. Like, there's not, I'm never breaking these two apart um, just because of the synergy of them. Even when it was throw everything at Rocket, including Groot, right. I still I still played them that way because turn two was the deadly duo turn, and then they kind of, they would scooch apart from each other a little bit. Um, right. But having, having the, you know, like the change to Groot's range and the change to personal bodyguard frees up Groot so much. It also frees up Rocket to have a little bit more maneuverability. Um, I we the way terrain gets placed in my local, you know, you know in my in my normal group. I, I said that like you're not here, uh, like you're somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> the the way terrain gets placed here a lot of the time, um, Rocket gets terrain blocked and. It's probably because all of my opponents know that round two, he's going to be shooting five times. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my own fault. But uh, and having just a little bit more maneuverability to to put him where I want him and keep him safe is f- fantastic. So, yeah. And you mentioned the Deadly Duo turn and I was going to bring that up because Deadly Duo has always said if within range two of Groot, if Rocket is within range two of Groot. So it never made yeah. sense to have a superpower that was range one and then this tactics card that's range two because it just just didn't make sense so i agree i think that this is a nice change and it's a quality of life change for the characters in general i think like it's not something that's going to be so crazy and and out of control but it just just makes sense and like to your point it frees up Groot a little bit it frees up rocket a little bit and now with the change to his nimble superpower there you don't have to worry about getting Groot thrown into you. Like, okay, Groot takes a damage, whatever. But, like, yeah. you, know, you don't have to worry about that now, which was always kind of like, well, you're committing five threat to this combo, and you're committing five threat to do a deadly duo. Like, that's literally what your five threat is committed for. Mm-hmm. And now it's like that doesn't feel like a liability, right? Because Groot can do something. Rocket doesn't have to worry about not being able to do his thing. And... Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I think you can even potentially take these two out of affiliation and feel really good about it. Yeah, I, I've, you know, I've heard people doing my boys dirty and taking them out of the Guardians and, and playing it, uh, especially with Rocket. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's there. I've always thought they were a great package, and now they're a big, solid, firm package. Um, so it's, it's they're they're just great. I mean, they're. Like, you know, if we had Nova as a leader for 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 Guardians, then I would, you know, 
I would still start my list building with, you know, currently I start my list with, uh, with Star Lord, Rocket, and Groot. But if I had multiple leaders, then I'd be looking at, you know, okay, I've got Rocket and Groot. Now what else do I want to take? Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're the core of my strategy. Uh, I've sort of mentioned it. Uh, turn two is my deadly duo turn. If I don't get that off, I'm not having a good game. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at getting it set up, um, and the you know so so having these two it's it's i have a very linear strategy when it comes to playing guardians um and then after you know after the deadly do a turn we assess the pieces of what's left over um more often than not uh it didn't feel great but every once in a while those those five to seven attacks really hurt um and then we you know from there we try and figure out what Gamora is going to do, what Nebula is going to do, what Star-Lord's, you know, what objectives we're going after at that point. But, um, yeah. And, and one thing that I didn't mention on Groot was the Tangling Vine superpower, which hands out the root, the condition. root condition. Yeah. Uh, I've been using it quite a lot now because I'm not burning everything on living plant. Right. Uh, so we, we all know how good the Loki bubble is. This is, uh, essentially that but cost as opposed to just innate so yeah Um, the root special condition in case you aren't familiar with it because it's not one you see very often but basically it it means that you have to spend an extra power to use a superpower that's the root condition yeah so yeah it's super good and i'm i like that that's kind of what that subtle change of once per turn to living plant now just opens up other possibilities for your power spending on on him and i really like that but all in all here i'm excited about these changes i'm also excited to see kind of what happens with guardians going forward because we didn't get any changes to ronin because ronin probably didn't need any but at the same time he's one of these characters where he wasn't seeing a ton of play before and especially with the power gem you know He's a five threat character with the power mm-hmm. gem. So you have to assign that gem to him to even have him in your list now. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see kind of where the Guardians go from here because I know in talking to you and stuff and we'll tell the suits out there, it's pretty much, you know, Star Lord, Gomora, Rocket and Groot. Like that's where you're just gonna start right now. And Nebula. Right? Yeah, pretty much. So you like, I start with uh, with nine threat of Groot, Rocket, and Starlord with the gym. Speaking of which, I always take the gym on Starlord. It's who cares if it's bad. It's fun. Um, I think it's really good now, personally. Yeah, with hit and run, very good now. You can you can hit and run and full auto on turn two, uh, typically, uh, unless something went really weird and you spent a bunch of power on tactics cards on turn one. which doesn't happen, but I, I, you know, that's my, my core starts at nine with that. And then, uh, I've been running Gamora and Nebula if she fits. Um, so 14 threat is where things get weird. Uh, 16 threat is a little weird. Um, 17 threat is great. Uh, you could, you could even swap out Nebula for Angela and take two, four threats at that. Um, does that math work? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and, you know, I like I've played a few 20 threat games where it's Oof. like I get to bring Drax in as well. Like it's uh, so, so your your core. I mean, it's 
my my core has been the four guardians that got reworked because I want to test this out. Um, and then Nebula is an easy two threat and look, Drax is three threat. So it makes, makes the list building a little bit easier at that point. Um, but then you've got other tools like my, uh, my current, and I'm doing this with air quotes, competitive tournament list is, uh, the guardians. So the, the four that got changed with star Lord with the, with the power gym Mm -hmm. nebula and Drax. And then, uh, so that's, that's six, right. And then Lockjaw, uh, Ronan, black bolt and Medusa. Ah, Um, so the guard humans, yeah, guard guard humans of the of the, the in guardians of the moon. Yeah, the in guardians of the of the moon <laughs> galaxy. Uh, yeah, so the there's some there's some jank to be had with uh, with Lockjaw and Medusa and teleporting people all over the map. Um, and the the other thing is, I just like all of these characters. Hey, there's uh, nothing wrong with that. There's yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, especially with Medusa being you know Medusa. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, so but but I always still lean more towards the Guardians, and I think you know like if if I see like Carnage across the board or any of those guys that deal with spam lists pretty well. So who else did we get recently that handles it? Uh, probably Dormammu. I don't know. I've not seen Dormammu yet. I didn't play in our event. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I start with that core, that core nine threat plus Gamora. Usually, um, I don't think I've ever gone, okay, I'm going to run with this nine threat and then run Nebula and Drax. Like that's a, that's a weird 14 threat that I'm not, I mean, it, it works, but it's not the, not the cleanest thing. Um, yeah. So it's a, you, you have some options, but the, the, the locking down of the gym, uh, like I get it from why they've done it. Uh, I'm just not a super fan of how it locks me in. Cause I did like to flex it between the two gym bearers. Um, oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, like I, I would easily trade a roster spot for it. I, I genuinely would. Um, yeah. cause the, like the, <laughs> I can, I can cut tracks sadly, uh, cause he stands still <laughs> so much. I barely notice he's there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's a trade in flexibility. Yeah. Uh, it's, you're, you're, there, there is still a flexible option because you have an additional character, but then you don't have the, you know, oh, I'm just going to flip flop this gym around and see where it, where it feels good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I really like all of that. And I think that it's definitely when you think about how Guardians played previously, it was still, you know, Swarm List was, was the idea. They were the original Swarmers before Sam mm-hmm. was a thing. And I think you can argue that Sam does it better but slash different because of the movement shenanigans and stuff like that but i Mm. think that the way the guardians want to swarm now is they want to swarm attrition in a in a way like sam kind of played attrition but also he plays that objective really well because of the movement being able to just contest something when you weren't expecting to be able to Mm -hmm. which i think is nice but like do you think that a guardian swarm is going to be more attrition focused 
or is it going to be kind of more uh, objective mobility focused? Uh, I play them attrition. Um, so my, 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 my game plan is pretty sta- straightforward for the first two, uh, the, f- the first two turns. And then that's where I go, okay, are we going attrition? Are we just going to murder everybody? Or are right. we going to play objective? At How this many point? people did I daze on my deadly duo turn? E- exactly. How many people did I daze? Uh, who's Gamora going to, you know, who is Gamora going to just spike off the board next turn on turn three? Like that, that really changes it because the the only thing that makes guardians a swarm is number of affiliated characters and lack of threat on those characters right their their leadership does not and does not appeal to a swarm tactic it you know honestly if you were playing three wide guardians mathematically you're getting the most value out of out of winging right yeah um uh as well as um I guess this one, uh, d- depending on how your dice, uh, on, on how spicy they are on the turn, but you can, <laughs> you know, use um, uh, lovable misfits and potentially have a Wakanda forever on the whole team. But uh, more right. often than not, you just daze yourself or not daze, but stun yourself and all your friends. Right. Um, and so that's like, that's been very good. Uh, uh, in my, I, I played Sean Sandbox. Uh, and had a very good deadly duo turn and followed it up with the end of nebula's activation of playing lovable misfits on everybody and i think five out of six models got a free attack at the at the end of that so um it was like uh, (laughs) it it, having the, the attrition game is is absolutely possible um whereas like you said sam's it, with Sam spam, you kind of want to get hit. And so that way you can move around right. and, you know, contest objectives a little bit better with right. that. Same thing. Like, like, like bumping the night still gives you that too. Um, but you don't, you don't get the heal, but you still get that small amount of reposition. Sure, yeah. and, I, and I, and I think they want to use that more aggressively than Definitely. for objectives. Um, but what about like with but, but with guardians though? Like you said that you know Sam wants to take that hit and then bump in the night wants to play aggressive. Like guardians have to use their own movement to get that aggression. And I think let me see if this is where you were going with this. Guardians want to alpha strike. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely want to just yeah. If you if you can catch them off guard, if you know if, if we think about it thematically, like you've got a plan. If your plan works, it was a it was a very very good plan. Uh, I'm not sure of the state of swearing on this show, so I'm avoiding it. Uh, <laughs> if, if the plan goes good, your opponent's day is ruined and their disappointment is immeasurable in their own team. Um, and <laughs> it, it, if it doesn't go good, that's when you start hearing rocket shouting flark 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 over 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 and over right and you have to figure out what to do at that point um so uh, like like my my default is attrition on it is trying sure. to alpha strike with the deadly duo which is now going to be more difficult because i don't get the 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 all you've got um i don't get you know i'm i'm losing a good bit off of 
how powerful that is. And that's going to hurt guardians. Cause, um, like the, the game that I mentioned where I had a very good deadly duo turn against criminal syndicate, it was a bit of rivals turn. It was Ooh. a, all you've got turn. Uh, yeah. So it, it was, it was bad. Um, and what is I that? Don't have seven yeah. attacks from rocket. Jesus. Seven attacks from rocket. All minus one one defense die across, you know, I have to hit with the deadly duo. You have to hit three different targets. But then with those other strikes, you can focus them in as well as the Hadron Enforcer can AOE one damage. And typically, you know, those like they're pretty grouped around. So if you get that wild on the Hadron Enforcer, which is a seven die strike, um, you know, it, it, or I, I keep calling everything a strike. I've realized that it's okay. Um, we, we luckily <laughs> uh, our, our suit AI here is able to parse that information and deliver it uh, what it really yes. is. Yeah. So the but but you know having a seven dice attack with that you know chances of getting a wild are pretty good, and then that repositions people right. and does a does a bonus damage, and then you know then you can focus those strikes and kind of figure out what your what the optimal targets are at that point. Um, right. And then with Gamora being able to move in long assassin leap, like you can throw some damage out very quickly early on in the game. Yeah. So with that, like I, I get all that strategy and I encourage any of the suits out there that are interested in the new guardians to try kind of see how, how they feel for them now, especially with the no longer uh, having a cost of tax card to get your leadership situation. But Trey, let me ask you this, and maybe maybe you don't want to say it to the people here locally that are listening to this, but how would you counter these this current Guardian thing? Because how I counter them is by, by trying to play scenarios that are super spread out. So like B-shape secures or something where I can, I can spread out and you can have like, okay, Rocket and Groot are going to have to be on one side or the other. And pick my battles that way is that a way that you would feel like into that matchup that it, you'd have a little bit of a hard time yeah uh i think web warriors is an, inc- is an incredibly difficult matchup if you play web warriors correctly um you assume it, somebody play i play correctly yeah, i know you're not talking uh, directly well, to me here but yeah. <laughs> not, not you directly no uh I know. just just everybody that plays web warriors in memphis no big deal um so so any anything that's spread out Anything that wants to, you know, duck and dodge out of the way, not directly engage with me. Um, or uh, you can also flip that and heavily engage me. Uh, that that will also that will also ruin my day. Uh, Black Order makes things incredibly difficult, as well as if you can if you can control Groot and keep him away from Rocket, as well as possibly pulling Rocket closer to you. Um, or just, just separating my pieces as much as you can and and just, you know, hard control pushes like that. Yeah. That, that definitely makes it difficult, uh, because Gamora can't get in and do her thing. Nebula can't get in and do her thing. Groot can't defend rocket and potentially you shut off deadly duo entirely. Um, if you, if you can keep them separated to the point of like, if if I don't have two targets, I'm not going to play Deadly Duo. Exactly. Uh, because it's just it, it's one extra attack at that point. It's just not worth it. Um, 
I'd rather burn it for winging it if it if that was still a thing at that point. But um, so so keeping everything spread out, uh, not just the models, but keeping the objectives spread out as well, because uh, and this is something that I can adjust because I am aware of it, but I keep Rocket and Groot next to each other. So I have, you know, five thread of my squad in a range two bubble constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've got those B shape scenarios or God forbid, uh, a shape scenarios, like, and I need people running around, uh, it, it ruins my plan and it makes things more difficult for me. Um, you know, now with with hit and run and Gamora being a little bit more, you know, as a you know yeeted into the middle of things, right. uh, and not be too scared, like that changes up a little bit. Being able to to rapidly respond to situations that occur and not feel bad about it, um, and not feel like I'm losing pressure from an from an attrition stance uh, because of hit and run as well as you know being able to just deploy gamora you know she can cross most of the board in one move with her in, in sorry in one activation with double move assassin leap right because uh, that's uh two longs and a short is a, a considerable distance with her base size thrown in there as well um but yeah keeping things spread out or just just try and throw me into a dog bowl and feed me to pit bulls. Like just, <laughs> just, right. just beat me into the ground. Right. Uh, Cause if you start taking off pieces, the, uh, the plan falls apart very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of the plan falling apart, let's talk now about what kind of characters, I know you said you specifically mostly play kind of the thematic MCU guardians or just, just guardians all around. But are there any characters that stand out to you that would benefit greatly from now being in this updated Guardians list? Uh, is there any character that doesn't like rerolls? Um, so <laughs> touche. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I think like one of the one of the strengths in, in you know the the way that AMG has designed the game is the strengths of playing affiliated is the affiliated tactics cards. Um, so crew of the Milano and lovable misfits. Um, it I, they're they're in my my list of ten, um, and it depends on the game on which one I take. Like if they're if I'm playing with somebody that has a bunch of conditions, hey, crew of the Milano is coming in to remove all of those conditions and make you immune from conditions for the round. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've uh, I've cleared several bleeds from people because of that before, so it's nice. uh, I I think it's very good, um, and or you know like that's that's kind of the biggest place that it's ever come up for me. It was one time I had several models on one health with bleed, and I was just like, uh, okay, I have we are Groot, and I have this card. Let's do this and not get winging it tokens this turn. Um, but the and like lovable misfits getting that free attack or being able to stun. Now the, the stun is tricky because it's a double-edged sword. You stun yourself, you stun your friends, you stun your opponents. Right. Um, but then also a free move is great. So there's like, like the, the models that I've taken in uh, with, with them. Uh, Angela is a great choice. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, she is affiliated, but you know, she's more of an Asgard than a than a guardian. Um, Angela's just very fun when Angela's working. Um, 
attrition focused. Yeah, if her dice are soft or cold, it's not fun. But if her dice are lukewarm to hot, it's great. Oh yeah. Um, I've taken Corvus Glaive. Uh, Surprise! I, you know, I like big models with big bases that do big damage. You like big models Um, with big bases, and you cannot lie. Yep, I like big bases, and I cannot lie. Medusa is great. Uh, I just feel like I'm naming really strong characters at yeah, this point. Yeah, you're not uh, helping. You're not so- <laughs> helping me here. So, so here's what I was thinking. Here's what I was thinking. Okay, so I'm thinking a character like Deadpool is interesting because then you can potentially he's still a low threat. He's only three threat. You can get the bang, 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 potentially with the winging it tokens. So I, I think that that's interesting. And then he also plays that little bit of a counter control where he cannot be pushed or advanced by mystic stuff or enemy superpowers. So I like that. And then, obviously, the healing factor, very nice. So that's a character I was thinking. Something along those lines. Uh, character, You're right when you say characters. Everyone likes to reroll. Like, you know, that's that's just common knowledge. But I think that there are some characters that could end up benefiting more than others from kind of playing like just generically good characters in an affiliation that now has a nice utility to their leadership. And another character that comes to mind is a Domino. I think Domino would fit very nicely there. And then if you want to talk about mobility, attrition, and yes, it would cost a lot, but someone I'm interested to try there would be a Ghost Rider. Yeah, he's a, he's a back pocket thing that I've been toying with in my brain. Even... Uh, even before the rework of things like his, you, you know, you had to keep him in range to get that additional power and make those free attacks when people get hit. Right. Um, but it is something, you know, any, anything that's a spam list, uh, more, more models mean more power and more attacks off of right. Ghost Rider. Um, and, you know, now giving him two rerolls and having all of that power that he's going to have, uh, he could he could be a monster, and you know he also he works with my uh, with the human side of my of my list where you can yeah. teleport him way up there. But that's a different thing. For, that's a different uh, thing. For, that's that's a different show. Um, but you know, I also think that he he plays interestingly because if you bring deal with the devil at that point, well, okay, ne- Nebula or rocket or somebody else that's a two threat character now all of a sudden if they focus hard on ghost rider well you know you've got options if you've deadly duoed rocket can go i mean like that's that that's kind of the flow chart of that scenario where if he's deadly duoed he is he has served his purpose and he can tag out for a fully healed ghost rider so um he's he's a good character now i like what they did with rocket i think he's very very strong especially out of affiliation as well but the uh, another character that I think is very, very, very interesting in current updated Guardians is the updated Iron Man, because having access to a Friday AI for two power, having mm-hmm. a ricochet blast that gives you some control now, pushing a target away on a wild, you can push no matter what the size it is, away short, and giving those reroll tokens, and let's not forget he has an unaffiliated tactics card called Helios Laser Bombardment that we're going to get with mm-hmm. the Hulkbuster, <laughs> the the Spirit Bomb, that I think I think Iron Man is probably my top candidate for an out-of-affiliation splash, and I encourage you guys to try that and tell me how wrong or right, because I know I'm right. <laughs> I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, it, so this is one of those things where 
you dig so deep into your own into your own characters you forget other characters exist like, oh yeah i forgot the changes to iron man made him so much cooler and like if you were to ask me what deadpool does i'm like he can maybe shoot a whole bunch and he heals probably <laughs> uh, like yeah. that's uh so that's those are definitely things that i just did not consider yeah uh, and i'm sure there's other characters out there that make a lot of sense you know yeah just i'm but... kind of go, i'm going through the list here to see if anybody pops up for me um I think the thing that you want to look at if you're trying to splash out of affiliation characters into Guardians, something that you might want to consider is an element of control. Whatever yeah. version that is, like someone like a Gwen being able to, to webline people into a position to where you don't feel like you have to use Hadron Enforcer, or if you do use Hadron Enforcer, you can get multiple targets. Stuff like that, I think, is where you might want to consider splashing characters is someone that provides you with an element of that hard control mm -hmm. how, do, how does how does shuri feel for you once again naming just strong characters she brings so, that control some additional re-rolls so i like shuri there i think her change to the size that she can push is yeah. less good than like an iron man like i think an iron man is going to ultimately help you more kind of in the long run Mm -hmm. but I don't hate Shuri there. I, I think Shuri's nice. I think providing upgrades to the team, so it's like you've got your winging it tokens, and then you've got Shuri rerolls there as well, I think just yeah. kind of stacks nicely, and especially if she's within range to do that on the Deadly Duo turn, uh, I think that's oh, yeah. really, yeah. really interesting, because then you don't feel like you necessarily have to have a winging it token on Rocket, even though you're going to have a winging it token on rocket. Yeah, you you should have a winging it you, token. You don't on feel rocket. locked into using it. Yeah. You know what I one, mean? Uh, one thing I just thought going back to Iron Man is uh Power Gem and Helios. There's a uh, you're going to have a pretty good battery on that team as well, so Oh, dude, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so Everybody wants the biggest spirit bomb they can get. So I, you know, it could it could happen. That's my spicy tech though, I think for <laughs> looking at this new Guardians of like cuz I always like to think about when I'm I'm looking at a roster like I play casual competitive is is what I would like to refer to it as, right? Like I I try to be competitive, but I also know that I'm not going to get the reps in that plenty of other people are. However, I, I do like to think about a little bit of a competitive thing. And if I'm running up a Guardians list and I'm trying to do a little bit of a high activation count, a little bit of a swarm play kind of wide, whatever you want to call it, then Iron Man feels like a character that slots in really, really nicely. And yeah, yeah okay, he won't get the lovable Misfits turn or he won't get the benefit of Crew of the Milano. But being able to have that form of control, being able to bring a Helios laser to just you know, detonate a Dormammu if you need to. Uh, I I find that all to be very, very interesting. And I could see that, again, to talking about your strategy of trying to go attrition, it plays into that a little more. And then if you end up messing up on some part of the attrition, like it's just the dice just don't go your way or whatever, well, Iron Man still has a little bit of a, of a tanky nature to him that he can still help you in the objective game as well. Yeah, he kind of, he you know, he could flex for um, uh, Angela pretty well. So they're both fourth, or she's not fourth threat. Am I losing my mind here? You're losing your uh, mind. Angela's a I'm five threat, and Iron Man's threat. a three yeah. threat. Yeah. So you get that. You get the invulnerability, uh, yep. which 
No, she doesn't have that. She just has extra power. I'm. It's how early is it? Can I blame how early it is? No, I can't. Um, I mean, it's eleven thirty, okay. but sure, <laughs> sure. But uh, I mean, yeah, but it, it's it's a good flex. I mean, it's a point right. down in in threat cost. You get the push. You get the invulnerability. You get the Helios. You get Friday AI, and you have another long range turret at that point as exactly. well. Um, as opposed to you have someone that you know in, in Angela that can murder and can run objectives um but will also fold like paper if you try and run ob- run objectives and do it bad um a character that i've run in the past was winter soldier oh i uh, think he's super good in this too i now. know he just got changed i have not read the card but i assume it's mostly the same thing but yeah so... the the got your back superpower um is is pretty good in a swarm list um but then also just having you know it, he has some of that innate movement with the with the uh did they change it no hydro tactics okay yeah, yeah he's got the hydro tactics yeah i kind of slip around people and then red fury to you know assault and then get the hit to get the rapid fire to do a triple attack from a four pa- you know a four power thing like exactly and then it, put a winging it token on him and whoo yep. And, you know, five stamina, three, three, two for a three threat. It's pretty standard. Uh, I think he's one of those characters that does kind of fall by the wayside. But um, he's always in my Avengers list when I feel like playing the uh, till the end of the line game. So, oh, yeah, it's uh, I think he's he still fits in pretty well here. And, you know, it's it's not that control, but it's it's a heck of a lot more attrition if you're trying to go down that path. The more dice you can throw, the better. Right. Yep. So. The, the final thing I want to talk about, because we're running a little bit long here, but I figured it would be a little bit of a long show, so I hope you were ready for this, Suits. Oh, yeah. But are there any places where you think that these characters would be better slotted in out of affiliation now? So not playing Guardians, do you feel like that Star-Lord you might see a little bit out of a Guardian's play now that he has hit and run? Uh, it could happen. Uh, I don't think it happened before. There, there was just no reason to take a three threat range four blaster over a lot of the other three threats. But now a, a three threat range four blaster with mobility and then, you know, full auto starts to look a little bit more attractive as well mm-hmm. as he has flight. So he can just ignore terrain trying to trying to use him as an objective runner is a is an option now. Yeah, uh, I. I don't know if he's the best option, but he's certainly fun. Um, Groot, I think, still has some play in Criminal Syndicate. Um, you know, it's not as good as it was with the with the double and you know with with the double heal. Yeah. But it's still very good because you three three health. Uh, you know, is you know still not a no, nothing to shake a stick at. No, that's great. Uh, uh, he'll be shaking his stick at you. Uh, <laughs> and range three on the strike now, he can just reach out and touch things a little bit better. Right. And we um, are Groot's an unaffiliated healing yep. tactics card as well for him. Yep. So, so you can still bring that heal. Let me let me yep. give you some spiciness here for just a mm-hmm. second. So I think Rocket, the conversation around Rocket currently has been that he's arguably the best two threat now, but I, I think it just it depends. You know what I mean? But... The thing I think is interesting is them as a combo. Yes, it's five threat, 
But them as a combo, because Deadly Duo is also unaffiliated, you can take Rocket and Groot for five threat in a lot of different lists right now, and I think kind of have that Deadly Duo threat, which I really, really think is spicy. And the reason why people weren't really doing that before is because it was kind of a liability to have Groot and Rocket together all the time, and the cost was so great, and Groot didn't really do much. But now Groot is a much more interesting character, and this is one that, other than Web Warriors, like I like to put everybody in Web Warriors, obviously, but I probably wouldn't do this in Web Warriors, but something like... This does not fit Web Warriors at all. (laughs) They want to sit still and blast. Right. That's, uh, That's not what you want to do with the Web Heads. Right, but... One of the places that I think that something like this is very interesting is in an X-Force list. Like, I've been wanting to play X-Force a little more, and their leadership just kind of falls flat. But being able to bring these two and Cable, so there's your 10 threat. And yes, they're unaffiliated, and you've got to get to that affiliation. But you've got characters like Domino and Deadpool that are fairly low costed or a saber tooth if you need to get to 17 so like you won't be able to take these guys in every point value but if you're playing 16 or higher you legit could take these two and just see what happens and and i think that that's something that i don't know if it's it's viable competitively or anything like that but it sounds really interesting and i want to try it you know what i mean yeah that's uh you know just having the it's it's like a like a mild swarm list possibly as well as just having more offense with X Force and that you know just that one Wetworks reroll is it is it once per turn or is it once per like action? It's once per turn. So Rocket's Oof. going to get it on one of his five attacks. Oof. So it's it's not as good. I mean it's well actually it's uh it's only slightly worse than winging it in that aspect. Uh, winging it's two dice once per turn so uh it's not you know it's not too much different than what he's got currently uh right so it's it's not a not too far of a change for them on on that point but having having like deadpool and domino with the incinerate uh you know with it like i I talked about the bitter rivals turn if you incinerate their whole squad and then then you deadly duo it's uh it's it's a it's a bad time uh for for the opponent there uh, a fun one is Red Skull. Uh, is, is Red Skull Squad? You oh, know, absolutely. It, it, that's that's an extra five power on Rocket for no good reason. So, uh, you know, excluding all of the power that he gets from making five, you know, five builder attacks. Um, but that's a uh, yeah. There's there's they they can definitely see play because they saw play outside of affiliation already. Rocket saw uh, a lot of play, but yeah. Groot really didn't. And yeah, but now there's more of a now now there's more of a of a reason to bring them exactly. both. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, this is one of those things where it's like you know we talk about this stuff and and I can I can sit here and tell you I have not tested it out, but it's something that I think is interesting and it's something that I think is worth at least trying to see kind of how it feels and you know all of these new characters there's going to be something under out there that that falls under the radar that someone's going to discover and i'm excited to to see kind of what works what doesn't work with these characters and then we kind of left gamora out here and i just say that i mean in a force she's so super great and i think that she's gonna have play other places now i think that if you want to like kind of 
layer on the deadliness. You can put her in spider foes to kind of make that opponent re-roll on a mm-hmm. defense die, stuff like that. I think it's fun. I think she's kind of interesting in Web Warriors because getting that defensive re-roll is nice. And yeah. then being able to just long move. They love the long movers. And then having someone that can kind of yeah, I was gonna, get I was going to say she slots into the the Will's patented long river stealth list that you've been working on over there. I've been working uh, on it, like, <laughs> yes, so spoiler alert, I've been trying to put together a list. It's looking like it might be unaffiliated, but I can do it if I do Web Warriors, but it's like a long stealth move, like long move stealth list, and that's yeah. all it is. So, <laughs> I don't know, it's not good yet. And it <laughs> probably... Not, it, I'm not saying it's ever going to be good. Right, I'm not saying it's going to ever be good. <laughs> it's going to be fun. But it's going to be sure. fun, exactly, so... Uh, anyways, with that, Trey, I think we need to put a button on this one. So, uh, yeah, people can find you. Your DJ axe is on the discords, so make sure to shout out to Trey. And if you're ever in Memphis, uh, check out the War Room Hobbies. It's a good spot to check out. And, um, yeah, any other any other words about the Guardians before we, I do the little final thing? Uh, no, not really. Just... Uh... You know, anyway, you just start blasting and then you win. So it's a it's a it's a great affiliation. If you've not if you played them once, got down on it because it was just not super fun. Uh, play it again now that it's been reworked as well as uh, play it 10, 15 times. And then you'll realize just how fun it can be. You start mixing and matching different squads. Uh, you know, I always start with the Rocket Groot Star-Lord and then just kind of play around with what's left when I'm when I've been bored uh friendly matches are fun with that because you have you know having access to your whole roster as opposed to just your 10 um and throwing in fun stuff with it is 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 great because they everybody goes well or everybody is acceptable in the guardians let's not say everybody's good in guardians sure everybody's sure. acceptable for sure yeah everybody's acceptable is definitely the way i would categorize people in guardians but with that I want to say thank you so much, Trey, for joining me for this discussion. It's been a long time coming, and i just glad we finally were able to take care of it. And to the suits out there, thank you so much for listening. And if you're interested in checking out our Patreon and supporting the show a little bit, you can check that out. It's patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. I greatly appreciate all the patrons out there. I just, I'm constantly humbled by everything uh, that you guys provide and, and all that stuff. And, you know, it's one of those things where... I'm never going to to lock content behind a paywall. So if you want to become a patron, it's just because you like what we do here and you want to support the show and help me just, you know, it's just paying for the bills of the show basically and, and helping facilitate giveaways and stuff like that. So if you're interested in something like that, like I said, patreon.com slash house party protocol, it's a dollar a month. So, you know, like 12 bucks a year. Uh, and then if you do the Mark five level tier, you can, get into uh, extra bonus entries for our giveaways and stuff like that. So check that out if you're interested. If you're not interested in that and you just want to communicate, you can send us messages at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. You can also send us messages on Facebook. And uh, whenever we make a post, feel free to uh, comment on the post. And I try to make sure to engage with everyone that comments. So yeah, I uh, hope to see you out there, Suits. And with that, party on, Trey. Party on, Quill. (laughs) And power down suits.